Welcome to the Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast, where today we will be listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Brent Russell. Falling out of 
favor with the present king to being stopped and having to hide in the wilderness, running for his life. David spent 10 years in the wilderness. God had anointed him to be king, but here he was in the wilderness fleeing for his life. There was times where he didn't know if he was going to make it or not. It seemed like everyone had deserted him. It felt like God had deserted him. And this is where we pick up the story, at least the story of David's heart in the end Psalm chapter 13. It wasn't only David's body that was in the wilderness, it was his soul. You've heard the song sung. Now let's walk through it one verse at a time. Psalm 13. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? When you're in the wilderness, you wonder about a lot of things. Has God forgotten you? Does God care about you? When, when David says, uh, talks about his face uh, turning from me, that's a reference to God's graciousness. When his face is turned towards us, then we sense his blessing and we sense his grace. When God hides his face, we slightly miss all the blessings of God. David was anointed king, but he felt like God had forgotten him. Have you ever been there? Have you ever wondered if, if God was there, if he was really there, and if he was there, have you ever wondered if, well, he cared? Have you ever wondered if God was God? Have you ever felt like God has turned away from you? How long, verse 2, how long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day has a sorrow in my heart. How long will my enemy triumph over me? If you've ever had those thoughts you can identify with, David, can you imagine being king and then being in the wilderness for 10 years? Your life on the run? I can just hear David's thought. Maybe. Maybe God won't come through in his promise and I'll be king. And if I'm killed, I'm not only dead, but my, my faith in God is problematic. And can I really trust God? Will he do what he said he will do? I can imagine him wrestling with my thoughts. But maybe I've done something to disqualify me from being king. Maybe when I ate the bread, there's only the fruits. Or maybe when I lied to the Philistine king, or maybe I killed too many people in war. <coughs> maybe God no longer cares because of what I have done. You ever had to wrestle with your thoughts? You ever had some self-doubts? God doubts? If you have, then you'll know what the wilderness is all about. Some of you have had those doubts come to you 
because you prayed and you prayed and you prayed for something that was really important to you and God did not come through. Some of you have had those doubts because you knew you sinned. You know you sinned. In a big way, you, you wonder if God still loves you. Some of you have had those doubts because you're helpless when you should be. Or you've been struggling with addiction forever. David says, every day, every day, every day, I have sorrow in my heart. If you're in the wilderness and you're well acquainted with this feeling of sorrow and sadness, you know it may be mild, maybe even major depression. And you may be able to fake it on the outside. Those around you may not even know the private battles that you're fighting. But you know, and you're it's just depressing. You're surviving, not thriving. Verse 3. Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep in death. If you've ever been in the wilderness and you are a Christian, then you're probably familiar with this prayer. David prayers that praise God will do three things that he will look, that he'll answer, that he'll give light. God, turn your face to me, look at me, don't forget me, be gracious to me. Let your blessing fall on me, God. Don't oppose me. Bless me. Then he prays, answer me. Answer my prayer, Lord. God, get me out of this situation or get me through this situation. God, change the situation. God, can't you see that I'm, I'm in pain? Can't you see that I'm hurting? God, help. Answer me. God, help. Give light. Give light. I, I don't understand. And if I understand why, if I understood why I was going through this, that it would be easier to bear. If I understood that you were working in this situation, then, well, that'd be one thing. But now I'm in the dark and I don't understand. I don't know what to do. I, I don't know which way to turn. I feel helpless, hopeless. Dear God, give light. Come to my aid. Then David goes on praying, Lord, if you don't come through, I'm going to die. And, and Lord, my only hope is in you, and you seem like you've turned your back on me, and I'm doomed. And God, when I die, verse 4, my enemies will say I've overcome him, my and my foes will rejoice when I fall. Look at those who have opposed you, those who have seen my faith in you.
this field. And it's when you come to that point in the wilderness that you get to the fork in the road. Some of you will remember the story of Job and his family. Uh, Job lost his family, his wealth, his health, he lost everything that he had. He wore sackcloth and ashes and sat down on a dump and cried. And his wife comes along and says, Curse God. Job says, Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. And that's the fork in the road. Will you trust that God is good? Even the life would push you towards thinking that God is not good. You can choose the road way that says God is good and I'll trust you, or you can mistrust God and his goodness. And it'll take you on a completely different road. But that fork in the middle of the wilderness is a difficult one. Over one accent says God is good all the time. Trust in the path. Over the other end says God is not good. Trust this path. You have to choose. I don't know if you've ever been driving down a road and your map or your GPS says turn one way and all your instincts are saying you should turn the other way. If you've ever felt that, that's what it's going to feel like when you come to this point. All your instincts are saying, I don't know what you guys did. But the road map says God's good. There are times when your senses will lie to you. Now, if you chase down the road way a little way, somebody has rightly said every sin has as the root of failure to believe that God is good. See, if God's not good, and he keeps us from doing what we want to do all the time because he's a killjoy. Um, and, uh, you know, he, we just think that you know, he's, he's standoffish and he's in direct opposition to what I want. He doesn't care for me. Um, we start to believe that he doesn't have his, our best interests in mind. We start to believe I know better than he does. I'm going to do what I think rather than what God's word says. Take the acts of God is not good. And then we come to this place where we have to define our own goodness. The question is how you do that. Do you go by what feels good or what looks good in the moment? If you try to try to find a definition of good, you'll know that it's a perilous world to travel in. There's some who want to travel down this road and hang on to the Christian faith where, well, God was good to send his son Jesus to die on the cross and forgive him. But he's not good for the rest of life. You don't believe that God is good in the present. You go down this road. What happens is, is your soul starts to wither, and you lose the ground that you've gained by walking with God.
You know, I'm walking a little further down the road if God's not good. We'll reach a place of cynicism. If God isn't good, then life holds very little meaning. And it becomes, life becomes one simple joke. Direction looks good to start with, but it leads nowhere. Now, if you take the other fork in the road, God is good. If you take that fork in the road, almost immediately you'll come to this other fork in the road that says, God is good, but he's just not great. The other path is more simply fitting. You take the first road, you believe like Rabbi Kushner does, when he wrote the book, Why Bad Things Happen to Good People. But God is good, he's just not powerful enough to do anything about it. You're chasing down that path, you instead of an omnipotent God, you have a God who is impotent. Good, but he can't do anything about that. If it's true, if that's true, God doesn't meet the definition of God, really. But if you take this road marked faith, you're in for an interesting journey. Not an easy journey, but an interesting journey. Long time ago, I, when I was in the middle of my wilderness, let me tell you what it was. There were been times when felt like night, but then you would catch glimpses of the goodness of God. And you would see his love and graciousness and benevolence in ways that he didn't have to show them. There were other times where I, I, I caught glimpses of why things happened the way they did. And there were other times when
praise because you have been good. Seen it in the past when I gave my life to you. I'm going to trust. There have been some of you who have been on the Christian journey for quite a while and you've passing through a wilderness as well and you, you come to this fork in the road and you say, I would say to you, don't don't doubt the darkness of you learn in the light. God is good. Walk by faith. Your faith will become sight someday. If you know the story of David, he was eventually crowned king. I, I, I don't know if it will be this life or the next one. But if you walk by faith, you will witness the goodness of God. In spite of the evil you see around you. Let me speak to those of you who are in the wilderness right now. One of the things you need to do when you're in the wilderness is do exactly what David does in Psalm 14. This is called the Psalm of Lament. And he prayed his questions, his doubts, his fears, his anxiety unto God. How long are you going to forget me, God? Be honest with God. Tell him what's going on in your heart. Don't try to fake joy when you don't have it. Pour your questions out to God. He can handle it. He can handle your doubt. He can handle your fear. Move through. Continue to plot on. Sometimes you just endure one day at a time is what Jesus said. And then you trust. I've seen the goodness of God in the land of the living. Trust that you'll get there too. You'll see that God is good all the time. But sometimes we just can't see it in the darkness. Faith is a choice. Choosing the right road when you come to the fork is a choice. I encourage you to make that choice because as I've witnessed people take both these forks in the road, the ones who have chosen to trust in the goodness of God come out much better. Psalm 13, for the director of music, the Psalm of David. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my
Give them the grace to trust you in the darkness. And Lord, for people who are in the middle of that darkness, oh Lord, we pray that you would come through soon. That you would touch them and encourage them and strengthen them. That you would teach them. Be gracious, oh Lord, I pray. Do not let the darkness go on any longer than it needs to. Thank you, Lord, that you are. Lord, we sometimes live in the middle of a mystery. Help us to be okay with that. Pray these things in the morning. Thanks for joining us this week on Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast. Make sure to visit our website at asburyfmperth.com where you can subscribe and never miss a show. If you'd like this broadcast, you might want to check out our Facebook page, Asbury Free Methodist Church. Until next week, take care and God bless.